Believe it or not, communication is a lot about listening. We talk about tone and texture of voice. We talk about choosing our words carefully. But listening is really valuable. It also keeps you engaged in the conversation. Sometimes people don't like small talk because they feel like they're bored. And I have to challenge the thinking of, are you listening for information and cues and clues, or are you listening for your turn to talk? Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Michelle White is the Empress of Etiquette specializing in curating meaningful experiences that bring people together, fostering authentic connections, and celebrating the beauty of human interaction. Michelle uses 18 years of hospitality and event planning, along with her business etiquette expertise, to elevate the intention behind gathering people together for more memorable and meaningful experiences. Whether it's through event planning, nurturing interpersonal bonds, or mentoring entrepreneurs, Michelle's passion lies in creating spaces where people can connect, communicate, and carry themselves with more ease and authenticity. And authenticity is a word that I would use in describing our conversation today. Please help me welcoming Michelle to the podcast. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am like really thrilled about our topic of choice and your expertise and I can't wait to dive in. I am delighted to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And I've been looking forward to this too, so I can't wait. Uh, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to just start off with my first question that I've been asking all of my guests in this first season of the Online Creator Podcast. And I really love the opportunity to share how you have leveraged your voice to better your business and uh, brand. Maybe, and then maybe it's shifted or looked a little different from where you started to where you are now. Gotcha. That's a great question. I would have to say I'm a Southern girl. So let me start with that, right? I'm a Tennessee girl. And there's a saying in the South that closed mouths don't get fed. So I think I've learned at an early age how important voice is and learning to use it just in general in everyday life. So I think I have to attribute everything that I have and every success to being able to open my mouth ask for help, receive it, and really take charge and be vocal about the things that I want and the people that I want to meet and the rooms that I want to be in. And so again, even down to like eating, closed mouths don't get fed. So that's been the motto kind of my whole life. Ah, I love that. I love that. Have you always been able to express how you feel and your thoughts in different settings, like through school and or is it something that 
you've had to work on to uh, really find your voice? I would say it's a combination of both. I wasn't athletic. I, I had childhood asthma. And so it was just like I wasn't super athletic. I wasn't going to be on the basketball team. That wasn't my jam. Uh, but I did join forensics and that was public speaking and performing through voice. And it's funny that until now that you've asked that question, I've never really considered that in middle school, that was really my start and my background to speaking in front of others and really learning to show up unafraid. And then I think from there, I just grew comfortable with that. And then it was becoming just kind of tweaking, growing, developing uh, what my authenticity was with that and how I wanted to use that personally. But yeah, I guess middle school is where that really kind of began for me. That is so awesome. I feel like it's such a skill set that all youth need, all adults need. And we are going to dive into that a little bit because I feel like a lot of us have lost some of the learnings that we maybe had because I feel like if you don't use it, you just kind of lose it, right? Like everything, like all of those like muscles. Every if other we don't muscle. train, we're not strong, right? It's just, it's not going to come if we, you know, just, just do it, you know, every now and then. So I love that you share that story because I think that's really powerful. Do you, now that you're in this online business world, how do you show up now then and share your voice with others? Does that come comfortably and naturally? Is it something that you know, is there an area of marketing that you prefer because of how you show up and how you want to show up? Or can you share a little bit about that? Because I feel like marketing is such an interesting beast in its own way. And I feel like everyone has to kind of choose a platform. So if you were to choose, like, I'm going to reframe this question. If you were, if you were going to choose a platform, whether it's writing, video or audio, what would you choose and why? You reframed it and relayered it. Man, <laughs> wow. And beast is a great word to use for marketing. I think they all have value. Now I am finding the value in audio more so. I don't like being on camera. I don't mm -hmm. like taking photos. It's just a thing that I just never feel like is right or fully captures. Like, unless I am laughing like a good belly laugh, I don't feel like anything turns out right because that is really who I am. But I have learned that connection is what helps my people feel comfortable in a room, people feeling seen, people feeling heard, people feeling valued. And that's kind of been my secret sauce. So if I have to choose an avenue, it's going to be face-to-face, one-on-one, connecting in person. That's how you really get a feel and an understanding of who I am. But in the digital space, I'm learning that online uh, writing isn't as effective because there's so much miscommunication and tone that's just lost. Uh, and I think people are starting to see that with more short-form video. And being able to get a real feel for who someone is, it is holding much more value than words and sentence structure these days. I love that you highlighted that. And I think it's really important for people to hear that there are so many different ways to show up. You just have to do what feels right and what feels comfortable for you. 
so that you th- show up authentically as yourself and people Literally. feel that. But if it's okay to gently nudge us into avenues and areas like a little bit of video, maybe, you know, where we're not comfortable, but it, that's how we grow, right? Is being stretched. But I also think if we do something, we will show up in, in a more consistent manner if we're doing something that we enjoy and that feels yeah. right and true to us. So I love that you showed that. And also talked about in real life uh, versus online. Uh, I think we are really at the stage now that we're craving in real life more than anything. And if we can't do in real life, how do we build connections with other online entrepreneurs and really to build that network, build that referral base in our business in a way that makes sense? So uh, let's kind of shift gears into that world a little bit. I think if we are looking at ways to engage with others and we're looking at, you know, potentially showing up, what does, I know etiquette and is it's your area of expertise. What does showing up and etiquette have on our voices and the way we show up in our business? Let's start there. Absolutely. I will say, listen, let me go back and just touch on, I do want people to feel comfortable, but I'm the nudger. That's Mm -hmm. what I do because everything that's comfortable isn't necessarily going to help you grow. And the people part of business is typically where the challenges are. And there's no automation for engaging with people. And so where that may not be as comfortable for everyone, it is a skill that you can develop and grow. And so that's where I'm the nudger, where it's just like, yeah, I know this isn't your jam. Like you would rather be behind your microphone, you know, just talking and sharing and letting people get a feel for your voice and hearing your words and impacting them in that way. But at some point, there's a person or a relationship that needs to be established or nurtured that's going to get you to that next level. And that's where peopling better is where I help people do those things. The technical skill is very rarely an issue, right? It's the people skills. And so I think that we have gotten a bit comfortable with being comfortable. When COVID hit, as as controversial as it is, we kind of got to retreat. We didn't have to deal with people in the same ways that we had to. And so when we talk about those muscles needing to be flexed, We've got to remember what it's like to be around people. So in in one regard, we do crave in-person events. And another regard, we're terrified of it. It's just like, oh, I remember, like, I got to make introductions. I have to, you know, wear pants for eight hours. Like, there are so many things that we haven't had to do that we are getting ready to really be thrust back into. And everyone isn't ready for it. But it's okay because, again, like your yoga practice or your setup for your show, there is a way to work on it and improve it and enhance it. And that's what I help people do. It's so valuable in your business. Yes. I had a two-day workshop this week and I haven't had one in probably (laughs) close to three years. So not only did I have to like literally be like on to like, you know, to actually have some thoughtful conversation around the topic that we were talking about, But there were also breaks because it was like they kept us in for lunch so that we didn't leave because it was so much work in the day. And so even just making small talk was, I mean, get me talking with someone that has any kind of like we have something in common, then I can just, you know, you need to shut me up. But I was still exhausted. 
like, you know, they were Monday, Tuesday, full days. Wednesday morning, I woke up ready to get working on other things. And I, yeah. I like actually literally needed a minute because I was like drained from Monday yeah. and Tuesday. So yeah, like we really do have to like kind of dust off our small talking skills yes. to be able to feel comfortable in those settings and surroundings again. I mean, but I love how you say peopleness because I think we have to learn those skills. We have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable in those situations. And you know what? Small talk can even happen online through networking calls. And I found some of those to be extremely awkward as well. Like, you know, you got in, in real life, but there's some like whole like crossover thing. If people don't know the art of small talk on and on, it's almost more awkward because there's nowhere you can go. Like, I mean, at least in person, I can be like, oh, I'm just going to step out for a minute. Absolutely. There's there's awkwardness whenever strangers are involved. And the thing is because we have developed comfortability with the technology and how we like to use it, mm-hmm. when that bleeds into someone else's movie where they're the starring role, it gets really complicated because yes. we don't do things the same way. So I yeah. think that's where people sometimes have a misconception. And like I say, it's not the skill, it's the people, right? Because you know how you like to do things. In person, there are different ways to kind of out yourself or change it around or move about the room. We have got to figure out how to do that in online spaces as well. And that's the difference. I think people get a misconception that somehow technology and being online is easier. It is easier in some regard. But people are still people. I don't care where you put them. Yes, yes. Do you have any recommendations then for for those that might be great behind the mic? We'll start with that. But anxious or apprehensive about socializing in business settings. So let's talk about in real life. Do you have any you know recommendations or suggestions for people to kind of get a little more comfortable in those settings? Absolutely. I it, I think it's funny that you did mention small talk. It tends to be one of the things people dislike the most. That's the Mm -hmm. best word to use it. Uh, People, uh, you know, they feel anxious. They feel nervous about it. And I say, we we just have nervous thoughts about it. You know what I mean? Because we can learn and practice and those types of things. So I have a short framework that I think is pretty easy to remember that I typically share with people. And it plays off of the word talk. So we talk about the art of small talk, right? Yeah. First thing you do, it's your success is going to be in preparation and practice. Let's just start with that. Like, just like anything, like your intro to your podcast, you had to practice it a couple of times before you felt like it was like just right. Like lighting, like we get in front of, you know, our camera, we know where our angles are. We know all those things. It takes preparation and it takes practice and managing and engaging with people is going to be the same thing. So T is for tailor. You're going to tailor your talking points. And this is one of those things that I think bleeds into business as well. We just don't look at ways that we can apply it to person interactions. Right. You write canned emails all the time. It's okay to have your talking points kind of laid out, especially if conversation doesn't come to you naturally. So yeah. it's that same thing of looking into what current events are, what Would other people where you're heading to in-person networking, what would they be talking about? What would they, Mm -hmm. you know, be concerned about? What's going on in your industry? 
it's okay to pull a few of those points out so that you're ready to engage intelligently and you don't seem like a complete recluse. You know, everyone doesn't watch the same shows you watch. Everyone doesn't watch, you know, the music, you know, that you listen Mm -hmm. to. But being and presenting yourself as being more worldly, being more current and up to date, it's okay to pull those things out of like your hot topics or your BuzzFeed for a day. Like, it's okay. You don't have to watch all the seasons of The Housewives. You just got to sort of know that it exists, you know? And so T is for tailoring your points. It's just kind of getting familiar with who you're going to be around and sort of what's going to be expected or what's likely to come up in conversation. When you're prepared in that way, it's going to roll off the tongue. It's going to be really easy to engage and connect. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, before you move on, I just love that piece and I I don't want to like miss this. There's a couple of podcasts that I listen to and they have newsletters as well that come out to me quite frequently during the week but they're like five minute like episodes of current events that are happening in the audio space or in the podcasting world and I love those because it kind of gives me something to it spurs conversation if I have the opportunity to have that conversation but so I, I love that and I think there's something like that available for pretty much every area of our industry we just have to look for it right so whether it's newsletters or podcasts or something to give us the current events. And I think that's a powerful piece because I never actually thought about that, applied that to my small talk. I just applied it to my industry. So I love that. out there. It's out there. I think CNN does like a CNN 10. It's like the top 10 headlines. Mm -hmm. Whatever and however you consume, there is something that just helps you broaden your scope just a little bit. And that's all you need. Yeah, that's awesome. That's That's all you need. That's all you need. All right. What's A? What's A? Okay. <laughs> a is for asking questions. Again, kind of approaching it from the aspect of people who are just kind of uncomfortable engaging and starting these conversations. Ask questions. You get the other person to do the heavy lifting of the conversation when you do. <laughs> it sounds like a cheat and an out. But sometimes, again, when you don't know about a topic, ask someone's perspective on it. Ask someone's opinion on it. Ask someone's hot take or unpopular opinions. Most of the time, people are happy to talk about it. If you look at like LinkedIn and a lot of our social platforms, people love to provide their opinion. They love surveys. They love to tell you what they they think. Use it to your advantage. Again, especially when you're uncomfortable, but when you are kind of socially savvy, when you do feel comfortable, it's a great way to learn about other people. It's a great Mm -hmm. way to find a new perspective or a new shift about an industry or a topic. So asking questions is great when you don't necessarily feel comfortable and you need kind of a, a cheat sheet or a cheat code for letting the other person do the talking. And it's also really a great way to find out more or find out or challenge your own thinking. Let me say it that way. Challenge your own thinking on a subject or an issue or, you know, a hot topic by asking those questions. So it's a great learning tool as well. This is a great tip for teenagers as well. (laughs) How to get your how to get your teenagers to start talking, asking them questions that they care about and open-ended questions so that they know that I'm not judging or leaning on one bias or another, that they're actively able to just have a conversation with us. And Teach yeah, it works, works well. It works good. I the teens are do. tough. 
<laughs> yeah, I teach so that. Good. I'm a military spouse. And so yeah. kids get drug into, you know, those yes. types of parties and socializing mm-hmm. and ceremonies. And that is a part of the thing that I teach. It's just like, ask questions. You look engaged and you get the other person to do the talking. So I absolutely. Love that I love like it. Everyone. Good, good. Okay. What's next? L is for listening. Believe it or not, communication is a lot about listening. We talk about tone and texture of voice. We talk about choosing our words carefully. But listening is really valuable. It also keeps you engaged in the conversation. Sometimes people don't like small talk because they feel like they're bored. And I have to challenge the thinking of, are you listening for information and cues and clues? Or are you listening for your turn to talk? There's a difference, right? So practice active listening. And sometimes people are really concerned. They're like, well, how do I practice that, Michelle, right? So it's just like practice with your barista. You go to Starbucks, you ask somebody how their day is, you move on, right, to the end of the line. It's like stop and listen. Is there a response? (laughs) You know, you can practice with people in your grocery store. You can practice with your Uber driver. It doesn't matter, you know, but we really have to challenge ourselves and think about, did I stop to listen or is it a habit of just talking, right? So listening is such a valuable piece of engaging in person and engaging in networking. You really can miss something like a nugget that, you know, you can use or an aspect that you can challenge yourself to grow or a new tip you can use with your clients. You know, a lot of times it's how I pick up great questions to ask for additional small talk. You know, you build your arsenal, you build your toolbox. A lot of that is by listening. So L is for listening and getting comfortable with practicing that. And you'll find that a lot of what we believe is awkward silence is just an opportunity to listen. Oh, that's so good too. I have so many thoughts around this one as well. Like there's just so much goodness in all the things that you're talking about. And I love how you're breaking it up. Uh, Listening is an art form. And honestly, as a newbie host, having guests on and being so excited about listening to what they're talking about to be able to dive deeper into some of these questions and thoughts is a real skill set and something that I am like going to be forever working on because there's some hosts out there that are so good at what they do. And it it inspires me to just keep learning and growing that muscle because there is an art form to that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm constantly thinking of, okay, well, what's next and what could lead into and how does this, how does the flow keep going? And what do you, I'm looking at you to see what really lights you up because there's some guests that when you tap into something that they're excited about, wow, the conversation can be so good. So good. So I love that one. And I think as a parent as well, it's, it's that part. so, so important. It, so is. Important. it is. And a lot of these things can be used personally or professionally. Yes, and that's I what love I love that. about business etiquette. It yes. will absolutely elevate your relationships and mm-hmm. how you can finesse opportunities in your business. But then you will find so much crossover into how you manage your home relationships, your parenting relationships, your friendships, like the skill is the skill, right? How you choose to Mm -hmm. use it and apply it and leverage it is up to you, but the skill is the skill. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Keep moving. All right. Right. We covered T, A, and L. K. K is know thyself. And I think it is a super important one. So where T is tailoring, you know, your talking points, that's 
you figuring out how you're going to express. It's you kind of creating that game plan, right? K is knowing yourself. You're going to have to introduce yourself. You're going to have to talk Mm -hmm. about what you do. And even like for you, Kim, when you find somebody that you really connect with, how you ask and talk about your podcast, like you have to have a two minute version and a 30 second version. Like you got to have the short form and the long form, Mm -hmm. right? That is a thing you can practice flipping the camera around on your phone and video. That's something you can practice Mm -hmm. in voice notes. Get comfortable knowing who you are. Get comfortable knowing what your personal brand values are because that's Mm -hmm. how you lead any conversation, right? If you're high energy, it's just like, yeah, I try to bring energy to everything I do in this space. Mm -hmm. So that's who I am. You know what I mean? So that's how you get people to connect and engage with you and know who you are in a very short amount of time. But you have to know it first. It's not a thing somebody's just going to pull out of you, right? And it's not so much just a spiel, right? It's not a sales strategy. You've got to live it, breathe it, know it, do it, own it, be it all the time. And Mm -hmm. so practicing that is what helps you to be more conversational with it versus I wrote these 50 words, I've memorized them, and I will repeat them, right? You got well, yeah, because like, yes, and I think in this online industry, you know, when we get into these speed dating online things, and we have like literally thirty seconds to do our elevator pitch, it does sound automated and recorded and completely not personal. And then we feel rushed and panicked, so we just kind of spew it, and it doesn't really highlight or showcase who we are in any way. So I actually really don't like those at all. And I think yeah. what you said, even about having a 30 second version and also like a three minute version, I think is really powerful and important. And I, I get excited about what I'm passionate about. So sometimes it does go past that three minute marker. And I have to, it's something that I need to work on too, because I want other voices to be heard, not just mine. Um, but I get excited. So do you have any I tips? I love that on you can recognize that though. I'm sorry. Let me just say, I love that you can recognize where you can use work, right? Because it is a work in progress. I'm one, you're one. The learning of how to better engage and relate to people is a skill you're going to use lifelong. Like it is ongoing and recurring. And so I think it's amazing that you can even recognize it's just like, yeah, when I get passionate, maybe I need to pause and ask a question to allow the other person to have input into something I'm so passionate about, right? Yes. So I think it's I think it's an amazing way to do that. But here's another point I wanted to just I yeah. wanted to mention because you talked about kind of when we get into these online spaces and we get into these quick rapid fire situations, mm-hmm. it's okay not to freestyle. And yeah. I think that's where people get a little bit uncomfortable. Like it's okay not to freestyle. Yeah. That's where getting flustered doesn't serve you best. And this is where we talk about the preparation and the practice. It's going to help you be able to communicate that more relatably and in Mm -hmm. a way that feels easy and authentic to you. And so you don't have to feel rushed when you're prepared in what you're going to say and how you practice that. So that's why I always start with like those brand values and knowing what you stand for, what you want, you know, to represent with your business, it's really important when we go into these environments because that's what you want to lead with that energy. Yes. And do a little bit of research too before you get into the circles. And if it's not where you want to be because of the values or 
things aren't aligning, it's okay to take a step back and recognize that and walk away. We are in charge of our own world, our own destinies, our own moments in life. And we just need to take control of that and do what boundaries is not a bad word. Not a bad word at all. But I do need to practice my 30 second and my three minutes spiel so that they feel more like who I am and stand for what I am. So, yeah, I love that. I think that's really powerful. And I think people, anyone can resonate with that and take that with them. This is why I love Hello Audio. You started your business to make an impact, make a difference, and truly help your customers and clients better their lives in one way or another. Whether you're saving them time, money, and energy, or providing them with better relationships, systems, and skills, you're all about serving your audience and making an impact. But no matter how much we want to leave our impact on the world, it always feels like there is so much more holding us back and standing in our way. How can we spread our message when we need to spend hours picking the best ring lights for YouTube videos? How can we better the lives of our customers when we're spending six hours perfecting our slide decks in Canva? How can we impact our audiences if we're feeling nervous about even being on camera? We should be focusing on serving our people and not swept up in the world of technicalities, logistics, and over-analysis paralysis. You're plenty busy with the message to share and information your people need to hear. You can create an impact without creating video. You just need your people to hear you. No cameras needed. Forget the cute outfits and fancy slide decks. Just you, your message, and a microphone. You can create private feeds to share with your leads, clients, and customers using the audio from videos you've already created and or recording fresh new audio tracks. With Hello Audio, you can set up a private audio feed in a matter of minutes. Hello Audio allows you to form a deeper connection with your customers through the power of your voice wherever you are or they are in the world. Check out more information in the show notes and try it today. I also find, is there, I guess I'm just being thoughtful around when I help clients or even pitching myself, there has to be a certain etiquette in even writing and how that comes across and tone is so hard to get across through written copy how do you have any tips on that and I know that's a really broad question but how do we stay true to who we are in an authentic way when we're presenting ourselves I guess in a written format it is and I'll say written covers a lot of ground how you connect with your subscribers, your email community, Mm -hmm. the people who love who your personality is and want to be there, that's going to be different than a new client inquiry, right? So you've got to have a little bit of flexibility and a lot of adaptability in recognizing who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And this is where the peopling can can get complicated and feel a little, you know, like a fish no. out of water, right? When you've got a new client inquiry, you don't necessarily have that social capital yet. You don't have that no trust and like factor. Right. And you have to be mindful that your brand isn't necessarily well aligned or connected with them. And so we yeah. assume a lot. And in online writing and spaces, it's very easy to become incredibly casual without thinking about everyone who is engaging with our content. And that's where it gets really complicated. And that's where I like to probably work with people a little one-on-one 
uh, in terms of mentorship because there's no blanket way to do any of it. There's no one size fits all way to approach it. And so for some people, being bold and what others would consider brash is their way, is their brand. And it's just like, and if you don't like it, hey, I'm not the person for you. In other spaces, you might have to take a gentler approach and allow people to invite themselves into that brand of bold and brash, right? Mm -hmm. So it gets very complicated when in, in terms of writing, you've just always got to be mindful. Again, it goes back to those brand values and what mm -hmm. you are leading with. Yes. So if good. you are intentional and thoughtful about what you are writing and who the recipient is, mm. I really believe you're going to always sort of know the best next step for you. Here's the thing. We don't always get it right. Right. That's a learning opportunity. And mm -hmm. it's okay, right? <laughs> so there's no perfect way to do it. I say you don't have to be perfect to prosper. But there's no perfect way to do it because each person is different. We all come with our own biases, our own experiences that have shaped who we are, you know, today. Mm -hmm. And so in writing, I think we've kind of gotten into wanting to write for the masses. We've gotten a lot yeah. into swipe copy and just mm -hmm. wanting to rinse and repeat. And sometimes that's not going to work or be your most authentic way of connecting with everyone. So I think you've got to know who you are writing for, yes. who you're writing to. And I think that's really going to set the boundaries and the guidelines for the type of tone that you use and the for way sure. in which you write it more technical or more casual. The way you talk to a friend and the way you talk to a potential new client yes. or new podcast guest sometimes are different, right? Absolutely. You can use that same application when it comes to your writing. Yeah, I love that. And I hear more and more people say that it's not specific to your niche. It's more specific to who your audience is and who you're speaking to. And I love that because that allows us to be a little bit more all-encompassing or multi-passionate about what we're doing and what we're working on, yeah. but still being aligned to who the message is going to. So I think that's really powerful and for, good for us to keep in the forefront when we're working on all of the things that we're working on. Yeah, is there anything that I missed? Yeah, well, courtesy, courtesy, right? And courtesy and consideration will take you a long way. Oh. So if you really apply those things, if you apply courtesy, if you apply consideration, and if you apply honesty, then I think you're always going to know the next best step for you to take. If you're considering mm -hmm. who you're talking to, if you're applying respect and being courteous in the way in which you're communicating, and if you're being honest and true to who you are, I think you're going to nail it every single time, right? Or you're at least going to come close to it or something that you can live with or sleep with. And I think that's important. Yeah. So I think applying yes. those things to really anything that you do, communicating with people in person kind of say, takes that same lead, right? So yeah. it's how we're being thoughtful and intentional and then honest with the way that we approach these situations. Ah, I love it. I love it so much. Is there anything that I missed that you want to touch on or you know, ways for people to get into your world, Michelle, because you're just such a wealth of knowledge in this area and we need more of this conversation. Absolutely. I appreciate that. In terms of what we missed, Kim, we could talk all day. I know we could. I know we could have a few parts. You know what? At the beauty of uh, podcasting is that it allows you to kind of look at what people are really interested and engaged in and then dive deeper into those areas. And this is one that 
I know for myself and conversations that I've had with so many other people that we could absolutely break this down and get into this deeper for sure because it is needed and necessary. Yeah, it really is. And I'm glad that you found it that way uh, as well. So like I said, it's rarely the technical things. It's the how we connect and relate to one another. That's always and it's always changing too, right? Mm -hmm. The things that we did 50 years ago aren't the same things that we do now. And so we've got to always be open to changing and growing and evolving with etiquette Mm -hmm. as well. We sure do. Oh my gosh, those are such good words to wrap this conversation in. How do people find you, Michelle? Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions because they're just fun and a fun way to uh, end our conversation. But how do people find you? Oh, well, easily. I am on LinkedIn as Michelle A. White. It's W-H-Y-T-E. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Michelle A. White. Once again, W-H-Y-T-E. And if you want to continue the conversation, I'm always down, you know, to continue talking yes. and connecting. It's michelleawhite.com slash podcast. Well, you've got your skills down pat because you are so approachable and easy to have a conversation with. And I appreciate your time so much. I'm so glad our paths crossed. I will have all of those good details in the show notes for people to uh, check out and connect with you. And I hope that they connect with you because, again, like I said, your wealth of knowledge. And if anybody wants to expand this area in their life personally and professionally, you are a great place to start. So thank you so much for that. So let's get into our rapid fire questions. They're just a fun. uh, They're not supposed to be too intense. So I hope they aren't. But, you know, we were just talking before we hit record and uh, there's a full moon and life happens and yesterday happened for me. When those days happen in your life and in your world, how do you shake them off to show up for the people in your life? And how do you show up for the people in your work life? Like there's two different paths here, but how do you shake it off to show up? I have to say that is a process and an area I have to be super intentional about. I have anxious tendencies and uh, being in events and etiquette, Mm -hmm. I dabble in a bit of perfectionism. And so for me, it really is like the Taylor Swift shake it off. Like I've (laughs) got to just really have that that frank conversation with myself and go, and what? Right. It's just like, okay, they are building a fence across from my office today. And I was like, And what? And we find another place to record this episode, right? It's just like, let's adapt. Let's overcome. And also being a military spouse, I'm resilient in this way. You know, I've had to adapt and overcome for the last 20 years. And so it's really just settling myself. It's taking a few deep breaths and it's going, and what? You know, it's finding the additional possibilities. There's not just one way. And that's what I have to continuously talk to myself about. Like, this is the way I would prefer it. Absolutely. 100%. -hmm. Also probably the best way, but that's debatable. But when it can't go that way, what else is there? Chances are you aren't out of options almost ever. You've just got to look at it from a different perspective. A different perspective. I know sometimes before I touch the handle of the door to enter the house, Uh, If I've had a particularly really stressful day, I have to remind myself that my kids and my husband haven't, they don't deserve that weight. Yeah, That didn't happen to them. So, you know, to just show up and ask them how their day is and show up with a smile. And then, 
you know, and then I can get into some like, because it's my comfort place. It's everybody's comfort place is their home. Then I can get into it a bit. But to not start the conversation with that, that feeling and that negative vibe is really powerful because it can really shift your rest of your evening. I'll tell you that. It's so hard. And it is a thing my husband and I have tried to practice. It's a reminder throughout the day. Save the best of myself for my family. We give, we take on a lot. We deal with, mm-hmm. you know, difficult situations. We deal with client expectations. We've got a lot on our entrepreneurial plates, right? We sure do. I've got to remember that if some days it's 15 minutes, some days like it's an hour, you know, you got different yeah. energy levels in the day, but it's just like, I've got to save a sliver of the best of myself for the ones that I say I love the most, right? Because when I come in exhausted and I'm too tired or I'm cranky or like you say, Mm -hmm. they didn't deserve that. So I have to think about it and put it in context during my entire day. It's just like, I'm not taking on more. I'm not taking on that. You've got boundaries isn't a bad word, right? We said it earlier Mm -hmm. today. Boundaries isn't a bad word. So sometimes we've just got to put them in place to be able to save some of the best of yourself the best part of your day, which is when you get to connect and interact with your family. I love that. I love that. What is some great words of wisdom or a piece of advice that either a family member has told you or a good friend in your life that you hang on to and use? There are so many things. I bet you have so many good nuggets in there. There's so many things like there are things like every day. One thing my grandmother used to say, and I know it it comes in ways. It's like, use your head for more than what you're in a hat. And I think, no, right? It doesn't seem like a word of wisdom. Like it's not super deep or super profound in that way. But it's just like there's so much more, you know, to that external piece and that external just look of things like Mm -hmm. be gifted. Be amazing, be kind, be human, be imperfect, be all of those things. You know what I mean? Don't just show up and focus on looking the part. And I think that's what I get more from that phrase as I get older and the longer that I'm in business as well. Yes, that's good. That's so good. Are you a book reader? Do you read? Do you listen audio, you know, for uh would you rather listen to music or listen to audiobooks or listen to podcasts? What's your go-to for self-development or just sheer entertainment? Oh, good. Yeah, both of those have to be audio. I just realized that. Like, if I'm listening to music, yeah, that that audio experience is everything. And now with the headphones and things, you can really fully immerse yourself in sound. And I think it's amazing. I love podcasts uh, because I typically, I'm a weirdo. I love self-help books. So self-development in any way, Mm -hmm. I just absolutely like cannot consume enough. And podcasts make that so much easier now. So on the go, I can develop and I'm super difficult listening to podcasts. I always have to stop and write things down because I like, I I know I can come back to it, but I just can't miss it in the moment. So there are very few things that I listen to that aren't about improving myself or enhancing something in my life. That's just the way that I like to consume content. Uh, And then, yeah, I'm learning more about podcasting and different ways of using audio like Voxer. I'm new to it, but when I tell you I love it, I mean it. I think like you talked about writing earlier, I think there's a way 
that you can really communicate and be yourself that's not writing, but still gets mm-hmm. the message across. So it's not video. It's like that sweet spot of in between. And right now it is my new favorite thing that I never knew I needed. Well, you know, especially when it comes to client work, I mean, having the ability to express thoughts and excitement in in a way that's short form, because Voxer, for people that don't know, it's like a walkie talkie. It's short form audio sound bites is really how I like to call yeah. it. And it's really a fun and creative way to talk to clients and talk to coaches. And the only downfall is that it doesn't, unless you pay for the, I think the version, I have the free version, but it, it doesn't capture it forever. It only captures it for so much time. And so you have to be thoughtful around that because there's been some conversations that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go back to that in a bit. And then it's gone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah, there was so much good stuff in there. So that's the only thing you have to be careful with. But I love all the different ways that you can use audio, voice yeah. notes on your phone. Yeah. There's so much cool way. And even when you said about uh, listening and headsets and it's so funny because I have a Bluetooth speaker in my office and I'll put on, um, I'm just playing with music in different forms to be able mm-hmm. to just kind of do light work. And um, it, it's it's so different than when you just put headphones on because like there's so many amazing headphones out there now, right, too, yeah. that just are noise canceling and whatever. And it gives you a different experience. So yes. I think there's so many cool ways that we can use audio in our world personally and professionally. And I think that's a great note to end off on today's call um, is not only to take all the amazing nuggets that you shared with us today, but also the importance and value of what audio can do for your life. And yeah, it's super exciting. And it doesn't have to be crazy, like complicated. You're doing it anyway. Yeah, you're doing it anyway. So you're just doing it, it anyway. Way. Everywhere yeah. you go, you are using your voice in some form mm-hmm. or fashion. Everywhere, every person you meet, every you go to the kid's school, you go to your husband's job, you go out with friends, you interact with your waiter, you're doing it anyway. So yeah. my goal is just to help you enhance it and improve it so that you can then position yourself to finesse more opportunity for what you're already doing. Yes, I uh, could not <laughs> agree more. Thank you again for your time. I appreciate this conversation so much. And I can't this wait to amazing. keep connected with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. I absolutely loved it. And I'm always down the chat just to click away. Perfect. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. And please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.